0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com.
1: On today's show, Kia is going with what it calls Sonic Branding, a look at the redesigned Nissan Juke, and the unfinished task that lies ahead for most of the automotive industry. Now the news. A few years back, the Chinese government started offering incentives for the purchase of electric vehicles in an effort to reduce pollution. Its goal was to have 500,000 EVs on its roads by next year. But ever since the program started, only 70,000 have been sold. So to get sales going, the government will now exempt EVs, plug-in hybrids and fuel cell vehicles from a 10% sales tax on new cars. Imported EVs are also exempt. But as we keep pointing out, 80% of all the electricity in China is generated from coal. And there are several different studies which show that more EVs in China will actually increase the amount of pollution. All this is going to do is shift the pollution from the cities to where the utilities are located, kind of like sweeping dirt under the rug. When most companies talk about integrated marketing, they usually refer to having the same look and feel to all of their marketing materials. You know, similar colors and fonts. But Kia wants to take that a step further, what it calls sonic branding. It's adding its own music to its brand signature. It hired a composer, a guy called Eric Serra, to compose a score called The Rise of Surprise which the company is going to use in its advertising, in background music for customer service calls, on its websites, for ringtones, and even as a signal when you turn on or off certain functions in the car. It'll first appear on the Soul EV and the new Sedona. I don't know, this music doesn't do a whole lot for me. Maybe I gotta give it more time and makes me wonder if any other car company will adopt Sonic branding. Yesterday we reported that the American auto market could be hit by a recession in 2017. But if you're a billionaire, any talk of a recession doesn't scare you. And according to Forbes, there are now more billionaires in the world than ever before. 1,645 to be exact, and that's 200 more than the year before. And that helps explain why sales at Rolls-Royce have shot up 33% so far this year, and they're up 23% at Bentley. Just as you'd expect, the biggest sales increases are coming from China, but their sales are strong all over the world. And this is why other automakers, like Mercedes-Benz, are keen to come out with cars that are priced into the stratosphere, because the market for those kinds of cars just continues to grow. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw that we got a sneak peek this week at Nissan's new 2015 Juke. It's the one in yellow which is parked next to the current model. As you can see, it gets a new front end look, and the most noticeable change was made to the shape of the headlights. The rear end also gets some minor tweaks, as does the interior. We didn't learn a whole lot more about the new Juke, other than it will make its debut at the LA show later this year. And another other Nissan news, sales of its quirky looking Cube have gone nowhere ever since it was introduced so it comes as no surprise to learn the automaker will drop it from its North American lineup at the end of this year. And by the way, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, just head to twitter.com autoline. And then remember, our guest tonight is Michael Bryan, the head of product planning for Hyundai Motor America. That's Autoline After Hours starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time with some of the best insider information in the business. Coming up next... The auto industry has made an amazing recovery from the Great Recession, but there are danger signs which show more work needs to be done. Coming up next, we have a sponsored segment that identifies what automakers and suppliers still need to do.
0: Here's another great thing about the all-around performance of our dualer tires. A comfortable, quiet ride. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. Hi, I'm Bill Deal with KPMG. Did volume eliminate supply base challenges? In a fixed cost business, volume does solve many problems. The data also supports our position that the entire supply base is in a much better spot today. However, It is also clear that with volume comes a number of new challenges that if not dealt with effectively will lead to a lack of stability and viability. What are these challenges? The two obvious ones that have gotten most of the press are capacity constraints and talent shortages. It should be no surprise to anyone that capacity is a major issue. We all know that in a capital intense, just-in-time business, significant volume fluctuations is difficult at best to accommodate. The second issue is talent shortage, which will be a longer-term fix. Experienced people left the market and our apprenticeship programs have deteriorated. Companies are now developing programs to create talent from within, but in the near term there is no substitution for experience. Quality and margin erosion are the two additional challenges which will begin to take center stage. Quality is quickly moving up the list of hot concerns due to government's increased scrutiny and the delayed action taken by a number of OEMs. Today, we are seeing more and more recalls as OEMs want to make sure they are being viewed as proactive. The question that is still to be answered is whether the increased level of recalls will continue. We believe that if you look at the stress that has been put on the supply base since the resurgent of volumes, combined with a greater sense of urgency of the OEMs to take action, the recalls will continue. This will put the supply base at an increased risk with costs ranging from potential quality chargebacks to increased quality control processes. Margin erosion is the one challenge that many suppliers have not yet focused on. This is especially important for those suppliers that are privately held with traditional debt structures. By the way, this group of suppliers account for approximately two-thirds of the supply base. Although the supply base is profitable, profits are not at an acceptable level, and with cost increases looming, margins will continue to deteriorate. What are these costs? Let's start with the cost of debt. As interest rates rise, higher debt loads will equate to higher costs. Operating inefficiencies are a problem manufacturing companies continue to run at or near capacity which is stressing their equipment and people leading to inefficiencies on the shop floor the large number of launches are also contributing to these inefficiencies normal inflation pressures along with customer cost downs will also continue to negatively impact margins suppliers must reinvigorate their continuous improvement process to offset these costs and curb the margin deterioration. The current focus on reduced fixed costs by many companies continues to hamper this process. In conclusion, record launches, capacity constraints, talent shortages, quality issues, operating efficiencies, and margin erosion will all continue to jeopardize the stability of the supply base. It is critical that both suppliers and OEMs focus together on assisting the supply base in maximizing its bottom line through operational efficiencies, strong strategic plans, and better communication between parties. The answer to the original question is that challenges still exist. How we address them in the near term will determine the stability of the supply base in the future.